Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pet. P-E-P Pet. Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. Kent's warning of serious danger goes unheeded as his chief, Perry White, continues blasting the racketeers of Metropolis on the front pages of the Daily Planet. Hello there, gang. This is your pal, Dan McCullough. You know, those comic buttons in that brand new series Kellogg's Pep is putting out are so easy to get, why your collection must have a good start by now. Now, let me call off some of the 18 new and different buttons and see how many of them you have. There's Flash Gordon... And Cindy, Brenda Starr, Spud from uh, Winnie Winkle, The Little Moose, and uh, uh, Goofy and Beezy from Harold Teen, and Judy and Corky from Gasoline Alley, and Superman, of course. Eighteen of them in all, each one a true-to-life picture of some funny paper character that you've followed for a long, long time. And boy, is it fun trading duplicates with your pals and wearing all your pet comic buttons pinned on your jacket or your dresser cap. And are these buttons easy to get? Why, you don't have to send in a single penny, not even a box stop. Fact is, you can't buy them anywhere. All you do is to ask Mom to get you plenty of Kellogg's Pep and look inside the package for your comic button. And say, while you're about it, you get a load of how terrific Kellogg's Pep tastes at breakfast. Mm-mm, crisp and tender and fresh as can be. And loaded with a catchy sunshine flavor that keeps you digging in for more. You know, Pep is called the sunshine cereal. It gives you good old sunshine vitamin D that Mom knows is good for you. Ask her to get you plenty of P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. As you remember, the Daily Planet launched a vigorous newspaper campaign against a ring of racketeers who have been swindling war veterans in a gigantic housing racket. Following publication of the first story, editor Perry White received an anonymous phone call from a man who warned the editor to stop his attacks on the housing racket or expect serious consequences. White, of course, hotly refused, and the man who turned out to be Brock Nielsen, the head of the racketeers, ordered a henchman called Brownie to dynamite the Daily Planet. As we continue now, it is 2.30 in the morning, and we find Brownie accompanied by a heavy-shouldered man in the dark, deserted press room of the Daily Planet, where, by the light of a flashlight, he works deftly on one of the huge machines. Listen. Hold that flash a little higher, Ed. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, how's this, Brownie? That's better. Stop shaking. What's the matter with you? I guess I'm a little nervous. Going up the Daily Planet newspaper is pretty big stuff. Stop worrying. Boy says we've got to do this. Because with the planet shooting off its mouth every day, no sucker will come near us. Also, when we stop the planet, we warn all the other papers not to get any bright ideas. Get it? Yeah, sure. I don't like it. Relax. Brock Nielsen knows what he's doing. Here, give me a hand with this plate. What do you want to do it? Just put it on the floor. Easy now. If it drops, it'll make an awful noise. Okay. Now, let it down. Oh, hand me the firecracker. The what? That dynamite, you dummy. Oh, oh I'm yeah. i put it in the machine here. See? Put the plate back. Then when they turn on the power to print the papers tomorrow morning, boom. Goodbye, Daily Planet. Jeepers. Hold it, Ed. Somebody open the door. 
focus most. Get down on the floor, quick. Hey, the lights went out. Yeah, keep back behind this machine. It's the cops were done for. Quiet. Sounds like just one guy. Don't move now. I'm gonna take a look. Just some old guy, the watchman, I guess. You sure? Yeah. Keep down now. He's coming this way. I'll give him the works, huh? No, not unless we have to. Have your sap ready, though, just in case. Yeah, okay. Now you dropped the flashlight. Don't hey, bring it. Give it to him, man. Right. What are you doing in here? Uh, uh, uh. That does it. Come on, Bonnie. We better scrap. Are you nuts? We didn't finish the job yet. But we can't hang around this one. He buddy. won't bother us now. Well, he might have seen us. I don't think so, because you got him from behind. But I know how to fix him so nobody will believe anything he says. Grab his feet and help me drag him over there by the door. Come on. you wake me up in the middle of the night for? Well, you see, Tom, Tom Stedman, the watchman, he started on his rounds of the building almost two hours ago and hasn't come back yet. Did you look for him? I've been calling, but I, I can't leave the elevator. It's against the fire laws. Mm, I see. Well, I'll try to find a police officer and let him look. I'll be right down. Something I hope he'll be properly ashamed for when he comes to. You, you think he's drunk? Does that odor coming from him smell like perfume? Yeah, sure doesn't. This is bad. Mr. White's on his way here and he'll fire Tom sure as you're born. Well, I'm sorry, but he deserves it. Any man does for getting drunk, especially while he's on duty. Well, I'll be leaving now. Good night to you. <laughs> Chief, after now, all... I can't stop arguing. Tom Stedman got drunk while on duty, and that finishes him with me. He's fired. No, but Tom swears he wasn't drunk. He's lying. A police officer found him with a bottle in his hand, dead to the world, and smelling like a brewery. I know, but... And George, the night elevator operator, backs the officer up. Now, what more do you want? Tom's been working for us for many years. He never got drunk before. Oh, that proves nothing. Except that he's never caught before. Well, I don't believe he drinks. I've had many talks with him, and the be man is... Be sensible, not... Kent. Be sensible. Naturally, he wouldn't admit it to you... He knows the rule is that anyone caught drinking is fired. But I believe him, Chief. Meaning you don't believe the police officer in George, eh? I didn't say that. Tom says there was an intruder in the building tonight. Well, if there was, it must have been one of his drinking pals or an hallucination. Oh. Because nothing's missing. Well, now, you be sensible, Chief. A pal wouldn't have slugged him. And there's a lump behind his ear the size of an apple. So what? He could have hit his head on something when he passed out and fell down, couldn't he? Well, yes, I suppose he could. But well, I still for think... my money, that's what happened. Now, stop wasting time and let me finish okaying these galleys. We'll go to press in ten minutes, you know. I still don't like it, Chief. Yeah, you don't like what? This business last night. There's something fishy about it. I don't believe Tom got drunk. I believe his story that an intruder slugged him. Oh, my fainted Aunt Kelly. Then I suppose the, the intruder stuck the bottle in his hand, spilled liquor around, and then just walked out because he was playing a Halloween joke, huh? I admit I can't explain that. No, you do. I keep remembering that phone call you got yesterday. Huh? What phone call? The one from that racketeer, whoever he is, warning you that unless we stopped exposing the big housing racket, something serious is going to happen. No, no. Oh, no, this is going too far. Now, don't tell me you think the racketeers are getting back at us by framing our night watchman for drunkenness. Of course. Now, don't be silly, Chief. Oh, no, don't, don't, don't I be silly. Kent, you're prattling like a child. Now, get out of here and let me finish showcasing these galley proofs before I lose my mind, too. Now, go on. Get out. Okay. 
You're taking those racketeers very lightly, Chief. Nonsense. I say they're cowards. All racketeers are. And they wouldn't dare try anything against the Daily Planet. Don't be too sure. Look, look now. If you're scared, get out of town. I'm going to blast these rats out into the open. Boy, oh boy, just wait till they see the story on page one today. Oh, <laughs> just wait till they see it. Shortling, Perry White returns to his galley proofs, while Clark Kent continues to stand by uneasily. Certain danger is in the air, but unable to pin it down. Meanwhile, in the room furnished as an office in the fashionable apartment overlooking the park, Brownie is telling Brock Nielsen, his boss and head of the housing racketeer... To worry about Perry White and the Daily Planet anymore, Mr. Nielsen. I put enough dynamite in that press to blow the whole building to kingdom come. <laughs> Look at the time. They're due to start the presses in a few minutes, and as soon as they do, that'll be all, brother. That will be all. We'll be back with the tense climax of today's episode in just a moment. So stand by. You know, I bet you fellas and girls feel like strutting around when you're wearing those comic buttons that you're all collecting from that brand new series Kellogg's Pep is putting out. Because when you pin them on your jacket or your dresser cap, they show up like anything, really look keen. And aren't these new Pep comic buttons beauties? The colors are so bright and clear, they, they really stand out against that sparkling white background. These pictures of your funny paper favorites are real eye-catchers. Take Tess Trueheart, for instance, with her smart hairdo and super long eyelashes. Why, she looks so real she could talk. And Brenda Starr, her hair's long and wavy and soft-looking. And Superman himself, his bright red cape flying in the wind. Boy, what a kick you get every time Mom opens a new package of Kellogg's Pet. Because that's the prize package where you get your new comic buttons. You don't send it any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy these prizes anywhere. But you get one in every package of Pep you open. That's Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Pep, the golden toasted whole wheat flakes with a catchy sunshine flavor. Pep, the dish that tastes just as good as it is good for you. So get Kellogg's Pep, gang. That's P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. It is just two minutes before 11 o'clock in the morning. Press time for the first edition of the Daily Planet. And, as usual, at press time, there is a temporary lull in the busy hum of the newspaper city room. Reporters and rewrite men stretch, walk about, gossip amiably. Jimmy Olsen saunters across the room to pass the time of day with copyboy Beanie Martin and his assistant, young Mary Hennig. And in Perry White's office, the gray-haired editor relaxes and grins at Clark Kent. Well, well, I, I guess I did what I promised, eh, Kent? What'd you say, Chief? I said I did what I promised. I told that racketeer on the phone that today's page one story would make yesterday's story read like a sweet valentine. And I was right, wasn't I? <laughs> hmm? Say, aren't you listening to me? Huh? Oh, oh, yes. yes. Well, then, you know we'll be on the streets in an hour with a story that'll make everyone stop, look, and listen before they give any rotten racketeers money. We'll fix their clocks. All of them. Hmm? What's the matter with you, Kent? I don't think you've heard a word I've said. Hmm? Who, me? Yes, you. Oh. Why do you keep turning around and staring that silly way? Uh, at the ceiling and at the floor. Don't you feel well? Huh? Oh, oh, no. Oh, yeah, yes, I, sure, I feel fine. You certainly don't act that way. What's come over you, Kent? I, I don't know, I don't know. I, I just can't throw off the feeling that... Well, that something not so good is all set to happen. Oh, relax, relax. Nothing's going to happen. Except in just one minute, our press will start rolling off a story that'll blow the phony real estate racket sky high. Well, I sure hope you're right, Chief, but... I don't know. Okay. Press room, McKay speaking. Uh, what's the matter down there, Mac? 
Why aren't you rolling yet? Well, we're all set now, Mr. White. I was just going to call you. Okay, let's go, let's go. Or we'll hit the newsstands after the Daily Blade. Now, don't worry, Mr. White. We'll make it on time. Let him roll, Boris. Stepping into the huge press room from his little office, Foreman McKay gives the order to get the presses set. Walks over to throw the master switch that will send power surging into the great machines. One of which is loaded with enough dynamite to blow the Daily Planet building to smithereens. At the same moment, Clark Kent, who is Superman, has every sense on the alert for danger, but is as yet unaware of the terrible threat lurking ten stories below him. What will happen? Gang, don't miss tomorrow's dramatic episode, whatever you do. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement... The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Say, when you think of toasty words like crisp, crunchy, crinkly... You just naturally go right on to crumbles, Kellogg's crumbles, so toasty and sweet and mellow rich on a frosty morning. What a dish for breakfast. The only cereal in the whole wide world made in those little crinkly shreds of good whole wheat. And uh, you know about whole wheat, don't you? You know it's good for you. So get your wholesome whole wheat in crisp, crunchy, crinkly, crumbles, Kellogg's crumbles. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.